0: Welcome to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I'm Madeline. And I'm Ruby. If you're a startup or scale-up looking for actionable and profitable advice, then this is a podcast for you. We will give you a taste of our proven insights and strategies that we've
1: applied to hundreds of businesses to help them grow, scale and succeed. So grab your margaritas and your pen and paper because we're here to show you that with the right strategy, your idea and our marketing guidance, you can take your brand from startup to stand out. Welcome back to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I am Madeline and I'm joined by my co-host Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Maddie. how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. Now, today we're discussing something that I absolutely love and it's probably one of the biggest buzz words mm. for the last year or so, I reckon. Mm, I agree. And that is the role of user-generated content in your marketing or better known as UGC. Now, if you haven't heard this buzzword, you're probably thinking, what actually is UGC? And it really refers to any type of content created by users or customers of your brand. So this can include photos, videos, reviews, social media posts, and more.
0: Hmm. So UGC can be a powerful tool for social media marketing as it provides social proof and authenticity of a brand's marketing efforts when people see real people using and enjoying the products they're more likely to trust the brand and then make a purchase
1: yeah absolutely so you can use UGC across a lot of your channels obviously TikTok Mm -hmm. we've seen UGC all over there and reels and but we use them in ads. so like it's hugely powerful this is probably one of our biggest strategies is using UGC in paid advertising Mm -hmm. people have come become a bit accustomed to seeing a static post or a carousel with the products And now they're more relating and more willing to make a purchase when they see someone reviewing the product Mm -hmm. and actually physically using the product. Another thing we're doing in our agency is email marketing. So, this includes again for e commerce, and we can touch on service based in a minute with you, Ruby. Putting products actually on people in your email Mm -hmm. and like showcasing how maybe someone styled it or how someone's used it. And again, showcasing how they've loved the product Mm -hmm. and any reviews that they've given. Another one that we're finding super, super successful is using it actually on your website. So moving, I'm finding brands are moving more, more away now from those pretty stylized product shots. And yes, there's a place for them definitely on your website. But then as you're flicking through on the product page, Definitely incorporating everyday people wearing them in kind of that raw scenario, showcasing actually how the product looks and how it fits on the average person. I actually love that. Like as a consumer, having a look like you see,
0: because a lot of the photos, especially when it comes to fashion, uh, like real portfolio, not portfolio, but like runway shots, mm. whatever that word is to describe those. And you can't actually see yourself in them. Yeah. Um, I recently hired a dress and I like all of the photos on the website were just the ones at the model and I was like, I can't picture how that's going to look on yep. me. So it was really nice that they also had content of
1: other people wearing the dress so yep. that you can kind of put yourself yeah. in their
0: shoes. So and I, I think, think that's really powerful. Yeah I
1: think if you're especially in the clothing Like niche. If you've got influencers or creators wearing the product and styling it, putting up how they've styled the product and then tagging the different products on there is Mm. a really great way for increasing your average order value because people are like, I want the jeans and I want the top that goes with it, or I want the cleanser and I want the moisturizer because I want skin like her. So it's a really good upsell. Yeah, it's a way of really bundling your products in an easy way. So, in terms of service, what Ruby, how do you use UGC?
0: Yeah. So in terms of service-based industries, you've got to think about it. Well, I mean, there's different elements. So if we're looking at service-based industries in terms of like the hairdressing, beauty, naturopathy, yep. like that space where people come in for a service. Yeah. I think what's really powerful is getting people to take content when they're there. So mm. when they're actually having the service, yep. whether that's partnering with influencers, content creators, even just people that come in that yeah. have a really solid following that is super engaged, or just people that are everyday people yeah. and just creating that content around them. So I do this with a few of my beauty brands. We actually organize a shoot day where they'll come in, they'll get a facial, they'll get whatever treatment, mm. and the content creator or the person will come in. They'll have a free treatment. There's ways and strategies around it, yeah. And they'll create a reel or a post. Yeah. And there's two ways of doing it. They can either post on there story or we can just create the content of them so it really looks authentic yeah and that way you're creating that UGC instead of it just being typical models or like what we would have done in previous um, times where you hire models hire a photographer come in and it's looking really polished
1: yeah I had a hairdressing client years ago and Mm -hmm. what we did is she really wanted people like you said whilst they're in the chair to take Mm -hmm photos and stories of their treatment Mm. so she really made her mirrors quite instagram worthy so she put um like stickers on them like that had the hashtag and like i don't know had like some sort of quote on the top so it kind of incentivized people to take a shot in the mirror because it was so gorgeous and she even had one when they were leaving which was like a full-length mirror that had so you know once the hair was done they'd do like you know cute little Full body length with their yeah. hair done. It just encourage people to take photos. And make it
0: normal in salon. Yeah. That's what I say. So have your other stylists in salon just taking videos and photos as well. So people actually feel comfortable taking yeah. their own. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, I've been a content creator and influencer before, but being in a space that you feel really uncomfortable, uncomfortable. taking the content. Yeah. So make sure you've got good lighting. Make sure all of your yeah. salon stylists are taking content of themselves so it feels quite normal. Yeah. Um Another thing that I, you just reminded me there, mm. but I've actually used this on my business as well, which is coaching, which I'll go into in a moment, but you can do the same strategy in the service-based industry in terms of hairdressing. But when you send out your confirmation messages, tell people that every month you run a draw mm. or, I don't know, a percentage of a service or free blow dry with your service or something small in terms yep. of the competition for everyone who takes a selfie and tags them in their social media. Love it. So that way you're you're getting into the habit Well, people are getting into the habit of actually taking that content and yep. you're giving back to them as well, but it's a really natural way of doing it. And I actually did this with a masterclass that I ran, free masterclass, and I'm a, obviously a coach. So anyone in the coaching space can do mm. this as well. And in the masterclass, I ran a competition for anyone who took a selfie of them doing the training so that they would go in the running to win a one-on-one session with me. And that way I was able to generate a lot of UGC content around people doing the training, which in turn made more people wanting to do the training. So that's a way of actually incentivizing your clients or customers Mm. in that pre-nurture
1: phase. So in that confirmation text, in the actual masterclass to generate that content. Yeah, I love that. And for e-commerce, some ways that we've found have been great to get that UGC content is post purchase emails
0: Mm. where
1: if someone has purchased from us twice because then that means they have some sort of loyalty to the brand or they're more keen to do this, we will send them an email saying, hey, if you send us in a photo or a video testimonial, we'll give you X, Y, Z. So it could be a free product, it could be quite a large discount. And that really works Mm. um quite often, especially if you've got those loyal customers, like I was saying, they're really keen to, you know, send in a testimonial, send in a photo if they're gonna get discount offer a free product
0: absolutely especially in well I would say in the service based industry as well if you've got regular customers coming in to get their hair done to get their I don't know Botox or whatever it might be actually giving back because they'll feel like a loyal customer as well and they want to do things for you yeah if you've got those customers that are super loyal and they love your product it's not about like what's the word that I'm thinking of like forcing them to give you no no content it's just reminding them and giving them an incentive to actually say, you know, I appreciate you this is what helps me as a business owner, would you mind doing it? And in return, I would love to gift you 20% off a free blow dry, whatever it might look like.
1: Yeah. And I talked about this strategy on another podcast episode, but I want to talk about UGC and product launches because, again, if you're a brand that's been around for a while, incentivizing people to try your product before it's dropped and to create content around it and they get free product and first dibs on it is another great strategy of A, you getting content for your new product launch and for you actually getting reviews. Mm-hmm. But it also makes your loyal customers, again, feel really special. Like the people that are following you saying, hey, I'm going to pick 10 people to try our new range. Yeah. We'd love to get your feedback. Love to see you using it, trying it. Um, who, who's interested, send us a DM or something yeah. like that or you know, sign up or something along those lines is a really another great strategy of getting UGC.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love... Also just creating that hype for yeah. any product launch. So when you, you know, we've seen it with, um, we've also done it with a few clients actually sending out, I've done it with a journal, a client who launched a journal and sending it out to multiple influencers or content creators before it launches Yeah. so that they can create the content before it happens and create that hype on their account. Yep. And then when launch day comes, they can have discount code, whatever it looks like. And mm. that way it's that triple effect yep. for the launch. So another strategy is to host contests or giveaways that require participants to create UGC as a requirement to actually enter the competition. So for example, a brand might ask customers to submit a photo or a video of themselves using the brand's product in a creative
1: way and select the winner to receive a prize. Yep, yeah. so it's kind of what we've been touching on throughout this podcast and I think that's one that's worked for both of us really yeah. well.
0: I think the key here is to make it really easy for them. Yeah. So you don't want to overcomplicate things. I do find that with giveaways because there's so many that are easy to enter, you know, just like and tag. Mm. You still want to make it really easy for them and yeah. target those people that are already using your product. Yeah. So yes, you post it on social media, but in terms of marketing that giveaway, I would then send a an email, with you, if you've got your email marketing set up to be really targeted, send them a personal Instagram DM. Like, actually focus on the people that are your hottest customers and send them the giveaway so that they actually enter. So really yeah. target
1: down and yeah. on them. I was just thinking of another strategy here, one that's worked really well, is if we think about Coca-Cola. Remember when they did share a Coke? Mm-hmm. And, that's right. You know, obviously, it they wanted people to take photos. Yeah of their product. But you could also think creatively as an e-commerce brand, how can you get people to share your product organically without really having to ask? And is this in the way you box it? Mm. Is this something that you add inside? Mm. Is this something like funny even? Like I'm thinking outside of the box here, like can you add like a fun, something funny on there? Is there a hashtag that you really create a big buzz around? Like I still think there is a buzz around hashtags and there's still an opportunity to use them for your brand if they're done quite correctly. Is there a slogan that you can use if you think about a slogan um yeah like share a Coke. that was a slogan and it made people take a photo and then you'd be you put that hashtag up on your photo and it kind of created this massive buzz and everyone following a trend yeah so i think if you can as an e-commerce brand think outside of the box how can you get people without asking them to take a photo yeah and it could be you know something funny i think humor really works well there or like a slogan like i was saying
0: I think yeah we've got to look at the shift of like the gen z marketing trends yeah. and what actually works in terms of marketing with ugc and it is that funny authentic yeah. to the point not polished like just
1: yeah i would say like
0: taking the piss but like just really making it authentic yeah and using that in your marketing strategy because all of those old style trends where you you know send basically where i met you yeah <laughs> the send, the. send the influencer a box of whatever it might be and just expect them to create content like it doesn't quite work that way no because you can't curate exactly what you need and it doesn't look authentic because yeah. that influencer might be using multiple yeah.
1: products so i was just thinking of a marketing strategy i'm putting together for a, well i did put together for a client that's launching this year and one of them is how can we create a buzz mm. that helps UGC organically and what we're focusing on is how to specifically use this product in an interesting way I'm not going to talk too much because you have we're not allowed to t- say what the product yeah, is just but- yet but the whole strategy is around like how we can uniquely use this product with a slogan and a TikTok hashtag mm-hmm. that makes people always have a competition with one another on how to best use this product or yes. unique ways of using it cool, so we're going to get the creators to obviously start it so there is a buzz around the How to use it, or like, how do you do XYZ? Use a hashtag, use a slogan in hope that as people purchase a product, they too will post how they've used it, the yeah. unique ways that they've done it, yes. et cetera. So, even like
0: yeah. sending when you do send out the product when mm. someone purchases it, have a little card that explains that competition. Correct. So it's like really clear because as we know, social media is something that people just scroll through, they see mm. things multiple times. So they might not actually be aware of the competition. So Correct. How can you give something to them that's yeah. even instilled that further? So yeah, you're right, packaging. Yeah, I think that's a huge one. Yeah. Even um, with packaging, like sending out, again, the little cards that mm. saying like, we would love to see you with your product um, on social media and talk about every month you do give back, you give a percentage off or yeah even everyone, anyone who tags us in their account, we're going to give you 10% off your next order. Like yeah that's...
1: Yeah, or well, you can, I'm sorry, I've just of another idea. We always do this. Instilling it into, into your loyalty program. So a lot of my brands that I work with now, they use loyalty programs. Fantastic. But mm-hmm. one of the ways that you can earn points is... If you share a photo, you earn X amount yeah. of points. So, yeah. she, like one of my plant clients has like um, ten points if you share a story. Yeah. Like game twenty. Yeah, yeah, gamifying it. Twenty points if you do a post, etc., mm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. So adding that into your loyalty program, mm, I love that. Is a really interesting yeah. way of gaining. I think that's
0: a great way of actually bringing that into service-based industries yep. as well. So actually gamifying that process for them. And what we I mean about gamifying, it's like if you're playing a video game, yeah, you're okay, you like win little awards so yeah. for things you to do. So how can you build that into your loyalty program? I think you can do it in service space as well. I was Hair just thinking hairdressing or something. Perfect yeah, yeah. Um, to get almost like hairdressing dollars. Did we just think of a strategy here? <laughs> so we should do this more often. <laughs> but, um, and I've done it with other businesses where we've actually created dollars to spend in the
1: account. So yeah. it's not giving them cash, but it's giving them cash to spend in, in store. Your, in of course store. you would yeah. do that. Yeah, it'd be yeah. like, They receive certain points, and maybe at 20 points, they get a free blow dry. It's like Like,
0: the old Mile One point. It's like when you get a stamp card.
1: Yeah. you remember, like, but still
0: get them with coffee? Yeah. It's the same kind of strategy. Exactly. Just moving it into whatever your business is. Even coaches could do this. I've just thought, because if, I mean, with a lot of my coaches that I'm um, coaching at the moment, we're trying to keep more people in our ecosystem. So have more of a product ladder where you've got multiple different services that you can offer. Give them dollar amounts to spend on different um projects or programs you've got inside your actual ecosystem obviously you need to have them in your ecosystem Um, but yes this strategy think about how you can actually pull it into your business it doesn't have to be just something me and maddie have said yeah you can you should be thinking about how you can tweak this to bring into your business as well yeah absolutely
1: so brands can also partner with influencers or other brand ambassadors and that's how we met Mm, yeah Um, which is crazy and (laughs) if you follow me like we have that ugc Which isn't actually UGC. We call it CGC now, which is creator-generated content because although, like, consumers still find it relatable, Mm. it's not user-generated in terms of, like, a user who's actually purchased the product. Yeah. And you've got to be really transparent about that. Totally. Especially in paid advertising. Like, has someone been paid for this? Mm. Um, You'll see some ads have that. But it is a great way of obviously really creating the dialogue that you want. Mm -hmm. But in the same way, it does help people realistically see the product being used. So okay. I don't think it's deception.
0: I don't think it is either, especially because you are so transparent around Yes.
1: It. And I, we use UGC more to tell the lifestyle. So yeah. the reason that we're using the creator is because we want to see how the product fits into her lifestyle. She's been selected because she is the avatar. Yes. Yeah how does she then use the moisturizer in her everyday life? Mm. How does it fit her mold? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a different way of using UGC, but it also has a really, really strong pull on consumers. I do
0: love that you call it CGC though as well. Like it's yeah. just another way of looking at it. Yep. And
1: also from
0: a business perspective, it's another way of looking at how you can make this work for your business and not just rely on users because it can be quite difficult to yeah. get users to generate this content let's make that shift how can we actually bring on creators or perhaps customers or clients in your network at the moment how can we use that to have a similar
1: strategy yeah so we used it for a perfume brand obviously if we just like if we didn't help create this dialogue of what we're trying to achieve we just got random customers to do these videos it wouldn't work we're trying to really sell the fragrance of the the perfume Mm -hmm. so we picked creators that really match them Mm -hmm. and again the whole campaign was express your personality. So we wanted the creators to express their personality with the perfume. So it wasn't like we were forcing them to say a specific thing. We're saying, do your everyday life. You match Mm -hmm. the perfume scent. Show us how it helps you bring alive your personality.
0: Yeah, And again,
1: that was a great campaign that we're launching next week um, using our creators. Yeah, amazing. And I
0: think the key here is to actually have some guidelines in place that go out as you send the product out to them. Oh yeah,
1: we have very strict ones. But again, again, not like... Not, forcing them yeah. to say you have this not is where we do that we say you know try the product and actually give your yeah. feedback obviously we want you to be specific when it's like cruelty free or vegan mm-hmm. like can you say those words but then we always say like tell us your thoughts like adding yeah. your own words adding the do, vocabulary how
0: do, yeah. how do you use it in your lifestyle? yeah so you can kind of like tw- not tweet, but you can um set standards and boundaries for the actual product yep. for them to then create their own content around. Yep. It. So you're kind of shaping it in a way that you know that it's going to be usable on your page, yeah. but it's still really authentic. And I think this is when you start to look for the right creators, like look yeah. at their values. Do they line up with the product? Correct. I think we've spoken about this on the We have, podcast.
1: definitely. Um, a lot of podcasts. And but using them multiple times, which I think creates trust. Yeah. With, I think with service space as well, you know, if you had a um, skin treatment, for example, that someone had to have five yeah. to see the effects, well, you wouldn't get five different girls, would you? Wouldn't no, you want to follow yeah. the journey of the five? Totally.
0: And treatments. the journey is exciting. I yeah. Actually, actually, I've done this with a, a beauty client. That, um, They had I can't remember the name of the machine, but it was like one of those machines that tightens your stomach. Yeah. And again, you're not going to see treatments after one treatment. No. So you had someone come in and actually in her... Um, proposal, it was taking us through every yeah. week her getting the treatments. And so her following were coming along with that journey. Yeah. And so it wasn't just a one time thing, it's actually the process. Yeah. And of course, we then used that content on ours and she had it on hers. So it was,
1: yeah. 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 yeah we I love that. Sharing that journey. So, what are some of the best practices have you found when it comes to UGC?
0: So, one important best practice is to always ask for permission to use mm. somebody else's content. There's nothing worse. Then sharing a piece of content and you've got the person messaging you being like, um, can you take that down? Yeah. yeah, it's just it's not a good look. And most of the time, actually, I've never had someone say no, no neither.
1: <laughs> but I, even when people share about the podcast, a quote, I, like a testimonial story, I mm-hmm. always say like, is it okay if I share it to stories? Yeah. Because even even though that's social proof, yeah, I still feel like you always it's, ask.
0: I mean, it's their content, really. Yeah. The only and this is probably a really good example, but the only time I've had someone be a little bit cautious around it was when it was a skin before and after and they just didn't want their eyes in it which fair. is fair because it's almost just a bit of a privacy but they were totally fine with us actually sharing. Yeah. Again that's more of like a it's not UGC but mm. it's just polite to yeah. ask for their permission. Um. So brands should always give credit to the creator and the content and never alter it without their permission. So this is really important if you are resharing a reel mm-hmm. or a photo that they've taken make sure you actually credit the creator because again it's their piece of content and again with a reel don't chop it up and change it to make it your own like it's their content yeah if you're going to do that and i have actually seen um, this done with brands or accounts that share inspiration from other places yeah and if you're wanting to change that piece of content have a conversation with them beforehand. Yes, definitely. It's almost like you're pitching your idea and still make sure you're crediting that piece of content.
1: Absolutely. And I think like from our perspective, when we do our UGC packages, um, they have to tag us. Mm -hmm. So again, if you're working with a third party, making sure that you credit who created the video because ours is that we put together the video. Yeah. So just making sure whoever's involved is credited if they've created it. And that
0: also helps with your reach as well. Yeah. It should be part of your process there. Absolutely um It's also important to respond to UGC and engage with customers who are sharing the brand. Oh, so, absolutely. This, oh, this happened um, with a nutrition client actually. Oh, and yes. um, he was telling me the story. That's why I can, and I'll share it because it's a good lesson to learn. But yeah. um, he reshared something that somebody yeah. else had shared but didn't acknowledge it to the person. And they got quite annoyed because they were like, well, you're using my win. To promote your business, but you yeah. haven't celebrated with that with me first. So, yeah. so, it's really important that you're not just taking the content if people are tagging you, like reply to them, celebrate. Okay, that. so they had a win. Weird... Okay, yeah, I yeah. get it now. Yeah. So, that's more in the service based industry. So, if somebody's sharing your content and saying, you know, I've got these results, it's amazing. That's fantastic, but make sure you reply to them and you celebrate with them first (laughs) before you share it on your page. I know it's just very easy if you're in a rush just to quickly, if someone's tagged you in a story, just to quickly reshare and acknowledge them on the story. But they're not going to feel valued if you don't actually respond to them.
1: True. So we're just going to have a quick discussion now about some of the successful campaigns that we've both, and even though we've given some examples, Mm -hmm. I guess we'll have some final thoughts around here that have worked for us. So I think I discussed this a little bit previously um, in this podcast, but it was Shop the Looks. For us, Mm -hmm. Shop the Looks has been huge in paid advertising. So having the creators having multiple pieces of the clothing, works wonders, and having that on the landing pages. Mm -hmm. So if we're running a paid advertising campaign we won't run it to the product pages we'll do landing pages where we have like as seen on facebook or as seen on tiktok and it is really that ugc style photography it's mm. not product like photography where it's very stylized it's the ugc girls because if you're doing fashion or beauty the people that are seeing the ads they want to see the same person then on the landing page yeah. They're like almost like a following a story down yeah. there and so if you're selling clothing and there's a picture of a girl wearing it in your ads have that same girl on your landing page yeah. so we really find a lot of success with UGC on landing pages for advertising and we're smashing it with email marketing mm. and UGC I think this is probably our biggest strategy now um that's great including it in our email marketing yeah no. and we do like whole send outs about UGC and people using and testimonials and stuff like that
0: because people read emails that's the I mean reality is is that you're going to get a higher conversion rate on your email list than you will on your social media so it makes sense that you're yeah. really building that know like and trust and using yeah. UGC to actually get those conversions
1: and then I think the most simplest thing if our listeners follow us is that we're using UGC now as just a whole like tiktok and real strategy for mm. e-commerce brands mm-hmm. and i think that's where e-commerce brands are reaching out to us is because they want that authentic content now for yeah. tiktoks and reels like they can do the other stuff on their instagram fine but it's hard to actually communicate with your creators and your users yeah yeah and being that middleman of like we can help the ugc creator tell the story that you need but we mm. also know what the brand needs the ugc creator to say so yeah. it's like you know exactly. filling the gap yeah no i love that
0: I suppose um, for me in the service-based industry, I know that I've touched on this, but the biggest strategy that I find working is to prime your audience before asking for the content. So an example being in the masterclass, me asking people to take the photo Mm. so that I got the content before they take the photo and put them in some kind of a competition or in a hairdressing salon or a beauty place, putting it in your confirmation text, putting it in that pre-nurture to actually, say, you know, look, we really love you sharing the content. Yeah. And that way, you're priming them to actually take the content when they are using your service. And yeah. it's just about building momentum and building consistency in that because people will naturally do it mm. when they start to see it on your account. So if people see me sharing all these these, like this UGC content on my page, they're more likely to tag me in it because they know they're going to get a reshare. Yeah. So it's and just people love that, yeah, totally. yeah, It's just being strategic with how you ask people and what that process looks like for you.
1: Yeah. Well, that concludes our episode today. Briefly touching on UGC um, content and how it's really important. Briefly, but we've Twenty six minutes in. Um, <laughs> if you're obviously got any more questions about UGC or any marketing questions, we love you jumping into our DMs. We're at marketing and margaritas underscore. Otherwise, I think Ruby and I said we're going to put up a question box this week.
0: Yeah, we're gonna put up a question box for any requests for podcasts. And this is the twenty-first of March. Yes, so let's say the 22nd of March, we'll yep. put up a question box if you're wearing whenever you're listening to this. Um for any requests for podcasts. So if there's certain topics- that We do podcasts,
1: throughout the week. Like we'll just keep putting yeah. it up every day for Perfect. the week maybe. And that
0: way um, we can actually direct this podcast to you.
1: Yeah, because we definitely have people jump in and then we kind of tailor the episodes mm. to it. But if you're in the midst of struggling with something, we'd rather help you, help you than like ramble on about something you don't want to hear about.
0: Yeah, <laughs> totally. So jump over to our account. Make sure you're giving us a follow and click out that
1: question box. Yeah, otherwise we will talk to you next week. See yeah. ya. Then.